Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It's Friday, 18th of December, two pods in a week. Um, of course, for some reason, we played Manchester United on Thursday night. I'm sure there was a good reason. I just uh, it escaped me. But anyway, here to talk about it with me is Andrew. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Early for us, isn't it? It is early, yeah. This is going to be a, uh, a shorter podcast because obviously we've got another game on Sunday, which we'll talk about on Monday, I imagine. Um, I am squeezing this recording in while... Uh, while my daughter has her morning nap, so we're a bit we're a bit beholden to how long she will sleep. So if we have to end abruptly, that is why. Well, we'll end one nil. I'll just pretend we won. <laughs> Very good plan. Um, so yeah, it's probably be a short podcast. Uh, I guess full disclosure: haven't we haven't had uh, too much time to digest this game? So apologies if this is kind of jumping around all over the place a little bit. Um, yeah. But let's let me just start with uh, with how you feel after that one—a three-two defeat. Um, yeah, how how did you react to the game? It were better. I think it was more exciting. I don't mind losing. I prefer to lose like that than what we have been losing with these horrible 1-0 nothing sort of games. Um, I thought Man United deserved it, definitely. But um, it was nice to see us show a bit of fight. Again, I thought the last 15 minutes when we had three up front, it was just exciting. We got torn apart, obviously, on the break and stuff. But it was just nice to see. What about yourself? Yeah, I didn't really know how to react to it, to be honest. Um I just said afterwards, I just thought it was a really stupid game of football. From yeah, I don't know how much you can read into it, to be honest. Yeah, just uh, I'll, I'll I'll expand on that in a moment, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think kind of what you just sort of building on what you said there. I think if that had been a game that had taken place last season and unfolded exactly like that, I think we'd probably have been quite happy with it because mm. we started well, we played with aggression, and we finished well with aggression. Mm. It's just the middle sixty or seventy minutes was kind yeah. of like what we've seen for most of the season. But I think you'd, I think you'd probably give it a pass last season. Should be like, well, yeah. man, you were really good. Like, you know, they're probably going to finish. My mate said me after, and he said, like, if you didn't know the tables, that looks like uh, us. Look, we look like a team that's fourteenth, something like that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what I'm, uh, what I'm hinting at, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, after twenty minutes, we were one nil up. And Man United hadn't had a single shot, and I was like, "What is happening? This is mm-hmm. this is not our season so far." You know, usually the opposition have had ten shots so far, particularly yeah. when yeah. Uh, it's an attack that is as stacked as Man United's is. And yeah, I mean, you know, you sort of look at the you look at what um, Southampton's midfield did to us, and you look at Matic and Pogba against our midfield, and think, "Oh no, like this is just." It's just surely going to be the same pattern as it was against um, against Southampton and Leicester. But yeah. no, we we were much more aggressive uh, in closing them down, and um, yeah, took the lead from a mistake. This was w- one of the reasons I said it was a stupid game of football, really, because I thought pretty much every goal was a bad goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> in some yeah. respects, you know, is both almost from the. Uh, from both sides in terms of like it is a bad goal to score as well as a bad goal to concede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Henderson uh, Henderson making a Premier League start for Man United. Not his first start, but a, a slightly... Oh, I was a bit surprised to see him starting because obviously he played a couple of games while De Gea was injured and then De Gea's come back in. Um, have mm. I just not been paying attention or did this come a little bit out of the blue for you as well? Their fans were saying before the game, like, oh, um, like when they were doing the teams, you all had Henderson in goal because I think they're so worried about Leeds on Sunday because obviously it's a big game for them. Mm. Uh, despite the fact that they say, oh, we're not a rival with Leeds, they seem unbelievably up for this game on Sunday. <laughs> and um, I think they were like, all the teams that I saw, or pretty much all the teams that I saw, had Henderson in goal, but they also rested a lot more players than they actually did. So mm. I wasn't that surprised that Henderson was in goal until I saw the rest of the team and realised that they were still playing the likes of Rashford and what have you. So. Yeah, that was still basically their strongest team, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think Tellers is a displaced Shaw at left back as as well. He yeah, should. Fred didn't play. I think Fred's normally in there, isn't he? But um... yeah, maybe Fred for Matic, I guess. But otherwise, yeah, yeah Fernandez, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood. Yeah, that's that's very close to their strongest team, and it yeah. is a you know, lest we forget, that is one of the best kind of front three, front fours in the whole division. I would say. Yeah, um, well, the, the goals just show the talent. I'm not going to. So I don't. Again, I don't, I don't want this to be like three cheers for Rashford. <laughs> but you know, the, the the finishes and stuff. Not the third one that were awful, but the build up to that goal were fantastic for Man United. Mm, yeah, that's fair. But um, yeah, we took the lead, uh, and I actually celebrated. I was I was like pleased with myself in a way. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can still enjoy football. This is nice. Um, 
I'm Bur- eating a pizza. And I'm like, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> I just mouth. got in from work. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burke and McGoldrick starting up front in uh, yet another shuffling of the pack. And uh, this is why I keep saying we have to play Burke every time because pretty much every game he panics defence or goalkeeper into doing something like this. And this is the first time we've actually capitalised on it. But Henderson, I mean, it's not like he came from behind him or anything, is it? He's it's no. fully within his view. I think. I do think people are just surprised how fast Burke is. And, uh, I, yeah, I agree completely. I think if Henderson had been here last season, he gets rid of that. Yeah. But, sorry, uh, if Burke had been here last season, you know, with Henderson, sorry, Henderson just gets rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Henderson doesn't get rid of it. Burke nicks it off him. Good awareness while he's uh, laid on the floor. I saw, uh, I think it was Tufty Club called it, a uh, good bit of crab football work for <laughs> anyone who remembers playing that as a school kid. I don't know if they yeah. still... I can't imagine that still takes place, to be honest, because it's basically just... Everybody get on the floor and just kick the crap out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> at we least that's how we it, played. Uh, what were it? Um, oh, five down beats. <laughs> that's a different game where it's like heads and volleys, but if you're in the goal and you let five and you get beat up at the end. But anyway, <laughs> regressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. So he, he lays it back to McGoldrick, who uh, sticks it away. And yeah, the you know the, it's Henderson versus Ramsdale, the the debate that's been. Uh, Going on in some corners of the internet all season, and uh, yeah, a, a bad start for Dino. Very, a very generous gift uh, on his return to Bramall Lane, and, and yeah, we, you know, obviously buoyed by that, I suppose. But I just thought we looked much more comfortable yeah. and uh, adventurous, I suppose, in possession. I mean, we actually had some of the ball, which is a, a rarity. Yeah, I was surprised because I thought we'd go on the lob, and I thought that's it, man. You know, we've, we've angered them. You know what I mean? They're mm. going to like take control, and it didn't happen. We could have scored again, obviously. Which you know, with Fleck. Yeah, ah, oh, that was a um, uh, that was a big moment. I was I was actually on my feet anyway because um, my dog was occupying the entire sofa basically. Yeah. Um, so I was like trying to get her off it, um, and I just turned around and saw that we were in our goal with a lovely bit of football, by the way. In fact, brilliant from Basham. This... I'm trying to think. Had Berger gone off at this point? I think he had, hadn't he? Um, I think Basham. I think he had. Yeah, yeah, he must have. Yeah. It was around yeah, around this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that one in a second. But um, yeah, brilliant bit by Basham where he uh, flicks it over the guy's head. Um, just good build-up play all around, really, and comes to Fleck on the edge of the area. And uh, yeah, he has all sorts of time. It's not. It's by no means an easy chance, but it's just a huge moment. If we go two 0 up. Then I think you know. Then then we have a really good chance of getting something out of the game. But uh, he goes for the near post and puts it wide, and Henderson probably would have saved it anyway. I think yeah, so yeah. disappointing. Just like the um, similar situation at um, at West Brom, if you remember. Yeah. Although yeah. this was an easier chance, I think, because he had even more time to kind of set. Himself. I think he's tried. I think he's probably had that in his mind. I dragged it against West Brom, and he drags. A few, he's not the best finisher flex, to be honest. Mm. He scores some great goals, but. He's not, you know. I mean, I've seen him miss some decent chances as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really, really he's miles wide, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's one of them that I can't criticise him for not scoring. If you know what I mean. But it's like, no. we need that to go in our favour right needs, now. It needs to be on target. It needs to make him work. It needs Henderson to push it out, and then maybe someone to tap it in at least. Yeah. Um, so Berger goes off. He's playing on the right in midfield. And, yeah. Uh, Hamstring goes probably. That's what it. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Um, so there, there goes our plan of selling him in January. Anyway, you can uh, you can park, park that one. Yeah, um, that's not going to happen now, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, this this is probably going to go down in uh, in Blades infamy. I think what <laughs> what ends up coming out of this. I, I do think this is something that we'll get talked about. Uh, I, I get what's the word. Um, Self-deprecatingly, maybe like yeah, you know, like... Well, yeah, yeah, one of those sort of things that you remember uh, in the same way. You know, oh, I remember when I don't know. Uh, I was listening to Tufty podcast last night, by the way. So this is why it's popped into my head. But Dries Busetta got uh, substituted after ten minutes of coming on under Warnock. Oh yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, stuff like that. It's going to go down. Something like that. You know what I mean? So things like I don't know, Lawrence Ten Hoovel. Yeah. Up last minute against Liverpool or whatever it was in the court. <laughs> um, so Berger goes off and... But in uh, fact, sorry, oh no, we'll come on to it later, sorry, carry on. Okay, um, Berger goes off. We don't have Lundstrom on the bench, which I have not had time to research why that no, was, but I didn't no. see any sort of post-match interviews that um, came out about that. 
Osborne was initially warming up to come on and play on the, I presume, on the right side of midfield, unless they were going to put like, I don't know, put Ampadu out there or just change formation completely. Who the hell knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but instead, the decision is made that we will move Basham into central midfield uh, on the right and uh, bring on Jagielka and put him in Basham's position. See, my my mate had messaged me, and I were a bit. I muted everyone on Facebook after this actually because I, I were a little bit behind mm. uh, on my for some reason on my stream and. Uh, um, my mate mentioned me because uh, Osborne's coming on for Berger, and I'm like, why? And he goes, oh, he's being injured. He goes, oh, I'm, I'm behind, mate, sorry. Mm. So I goes, I'm just going to mute you, like, you know what I mean, for, so you're not in front, blah, blah, blah. Then Jack's come on, I'm like, hey, you said Osborne were coming on. But now it made, se- it made sense because obviously Osborne were the one warming up, so he's obviously looked at that and just presumed he's coming on. Yeah. Yeah, the commentators are saying it as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're going to do total hindsight here, but um, this was a disaster. Frankly, uh, yeah. one side of it was anyway. Basham into midfield. That I like that. That is yeah, that um, worked. Not, no problem with that at all. I yeah, thought Basham were really good. It was, and I, I do just want to say. I mean, I messaged this to you, but like, what a delight Chris Basham is. Like, I'm so yeah. glad he plays for us. This season's been like utterly awful, but he still consistently makes me happy. And I, yeah. I love like you know the little back heels he does and the yeah, the yeah, flick yeah. we just mentioned. And yeah, I thought he he. Um, uh, what's the word? Applied himself more than capably in uh, in that position. The problem it's is ridiculous, really. That we've, got to, we've got to this stage almost where you know I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking just play him in midfield every week. Yeah, I know. And the fact that we didn't have uh, another centre half that we could bring on or another midfielder here. I mean, we did have Norwood on the bench. Who? Well, there's a few things we could have done, really. I mean, we could have put Norwood on, put Ampadu a little bit further forward. We could have. Or, Put Norwood on, put Ampadu at centre half if you want to bash you in midfield. You could have put Osborne on. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of things I think that could have happened, and we. I think every every one of us when Jagielka were coming on, I don't think it is hindsight because I think every one of us was saying, "What?" Yeah. So he, uh, I mean, our defence just collapsed from that point on. I mentioned that yeah. you know, Manu didn't have a single shot up to that point. They got in yeah. a few times where they were just narrowly offside, but. It, it was a disaster at the back for the rest of the yeah. game. And, yeah, I I don't like doing this, because, particularly with a player who, um, you know, I've, I've semi-idolised growing up, to be honest. Mm. My, my favourite player. It's sad. It's sad, yeah. But this was just the, a total mismatch of Jagielka against anyone, but particularly Rashford, who, again, to be fair, is one of the more explosive strikers in the league. But... Oh my lord! I was. I mean, you said to me, you know, you were you were like cringing on his behalf, and I was yeah. as well. It was. It, it, he doesn't look remotely close to this level now. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, the, the commentators are saying he's the oldest outfield player this season. I think isn't he thirty eight? Um, yeah. And I mean, he just looked so far off it. Every, almost everything I he did was bad. Last Sorry, last season against Millwall, where he got absolutely so I don't even know their mm. strike worth top of my head, and and he's regressed since then. And I'm not, I don't want this. We all know he's a club legend, and you know he's he's welcome back anytime. Just just not on the pitch at the moment, please. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was casting my mind back to try and think of a comparison, and uh, Joseph mm. Clift came through with this on Twitter. This is what I'm going to bring up, but yeah, this is the point to bring it up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he he pointed out it's the the biggest mismatch in a United player versus someone else, uh, and we're going all the way back to I think '97 or '98 here. Steve Bruce mm. at the end of his playing days uh, for United going up against Michael Bridges of Sunderland in a game that we lost yep. 4-0 and uh, I think Bridges scored twice and yeah I think we were 4-0 down at half time I think it was 3 and then they missed so was I, have, three? I have weirdly vivid memories of this game um, yeah even though well maybe just because it was a harrowing experience but we were I think we were 3-0 down very quickly yeah. um, and then they missed I think Bridges actually missed a penalty in the second half ah, um, right, for his yeah. hat-trick but then they scored again anyway to make it 4-0. Um, Bridges was like a decent Premier League striker. This was obviously in the Championship at that point. Yeah, he had a bad injury, didn't he, after this? That's right, yeah. Uh, Bruce was... He didn't retire immediately after this game, but I think it definitely hastened his departure from the uh, the playing field. He never played again. This was his last game of professional football, getting absolutely torn to pieces by Michael Bridges. Was it actually his last game? That was his last game he ever played ah. football. I looked at the programme, unless I misread it in the programme, because I just had a quick look last night to, to see if that was the case, and he never played again after that. Right. Certainly so, not as a starter. He, he run a, you know, I looked down to starting 11s, and he, he never started again. Yeah, he was, of course, player manager at the time, for anyone who's uh, not aware of that. Um, but yeah, this is 
that's how far back we have to go. I think that was 97 or 98 around then. Um, yeah. And yeah, I have to go all the way back to then to find a time where I've thought this player of ours is so far below the standard of the opposition mm. that it's like almost inexcusable that he's on the pitch right now. And I, I, yeah. I hate saying this, but it's just like that was kind of the story of the game. That defence going down to Egan, Jack Robinson and Jagielka was just... Just a nightmare, and poor old Egan. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, we might just have to call him the firefighter at the end of the season. I feel I think. so sorry for him. Every he's, I've seen people, and, and rightly so, say, oh, he's not been as good at himself as last season. I think that's fair, but I do think he's doing the job of at least two men. Yeah, I know. So this yeah. is this is kind of the the thing with Basham going into midfield. Like I think it was a it was a game versus putting Norwood there, maybe or Osborne there playing yeah. completely out of position, obviously. But what we lost defensively was so huge and, you know, that that really did kill us. I mean, Manu just ripped us apart time and time again and, and, and kind of contributing to why I'm saying this was a stupid game. There's no way they should have found themselves in a situation where no, no, no. we almost bleak. Really, really I thought for the first 20 minutes and then straight. By the way, just on that defence, we just said Robinson, Jagiel, Kroenigan. Where would that finish, do you think, in the championship? Uh, it's a probably a lower mid-table championship. This is what I thought. I think it'd stay up. I think it's yeah. I think we're talking. We're looking over a shoulder, but we're staying up. That's it's an awful Premier League defence, isn't it? Yeah, and we, we we have to say. I mean, I know the players have been playing badly at times this season, but if this had been our lineup last season, you know, with all your your uh, promotion momentum and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm sure we'd still be bottom of the league. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. One of my friends phoned me yesterday after the game and said he was really angry and stuff because we played okay. And I said, it's just, a, it, yeah, I think the effort was definitely there. No one, I think against Southampton is the first time we've sort of said, I'm not, I think they could have left more in on the pitch there. I don't think they were at the best. I thought they got outworked. I don't think you can say anything about the effort. It was pure quality, particularly in defence. I actually thought we played a lot better on the ball this, mm. this game. Um, yeah, completely. But the defense was just—I mean, we've gone from the best, one of the best defenses in the Premier League, to a defense that would struggle at Championship level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, you know, Robinson was a backup uh, in the Championship. Uh, yeah, I don't think Jagielka is. Mm, I don't know. It, it might I don't be. think Jagielka gets into a Championship team, and I'm not—I'm not being reactionary by saying that. I, I just—he's 39 or 38, 39 this year, I think, or next year or whatever. Mm. I, I don't know many people at that age, even in the championship, to be honest. Maybe maybe gets in it. When's your bottom of the league? And obviously, I know a little bit more about them because they're our rivals. I think I'd, I'd take Tom Lees above Jagielka, and I don't think he's a very good player. Hmm. I don't know enough about Tom Lees, I'm afraid, to comment either <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that just basically left us all over the place at the back. And um, just sort of simple straight balls over the top were just, uh, just cutting us to pieces, basically. Um, Rashford equalised with a, uh, well, I guess a one-on-one. Um, and then the second goal, another kind of long pass from Pogba that um, Martial gets in on. And first shot's blocked by Ramsdale, but then he just knocks in the rebound. I mm. guess we can get, get to the third goal in a moment, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I know we can talk about it now, I suppose. I mean, yeah, Ramsdale definitely uh, didn't cover himself in glory in this game. This is one of those things where it's like, if you're just facing one-on-ones time after time <laughs> you're probably going to do something bad at some point but um yeah you said a great point actually to me privately where you said that um the, what you feel sorry for Ramsdale is all his best saves come when people are offside <laughs> I know yeah he did actually save a one-on-one in the first half that kept it at 2-1 I think but I mean that's yeah yeah know, he did. The, that's like yeah. the limit of his uh the limit of what he offers us at the moment because we're always conceding goals anyway yeah, it's just yeah. like just gets lost in the wash. But yeah, he saved two one on ones against Southampton, didn't he? That um, yeah, they were both offside and yeah, offside, yeah. But he's having thing. a really really bad spell. I, I don't think he's. I think he's playing worse than he is at the moment. Ramsdale, to be honest, I think that um, everything is going against us as a team. He's the goalkeeper, new goalkeeper, not kept a clean sheet, not won a game yet with us. And that third goal was appalling for him, to be completely honest. I think he'll well, wild up even mentioned it after the game. So yeah, we should say actually. Uh, you sent me this as well, but um, he did sort of front up to it as well on the old mm. social media, didn't he? Just saying, you know, yeah. like all the criticism on the chin, you know, not happy with his own performance levels today, which is, uh, yeah, yeah. that's good to, you know, he didn't need to do that. I mean, he's getting hammered. That's all, I don't know if it were Regan Slater's dad or someone who's related to Regan Slater saying um, they don't want Regan Slater to come back from Hull in January because of the, the stick that 
you know, some of our players are getting at the moment. And it does go too far. But at the same time, I suppose you say, well, you know, that's that's unfortunately the, the way of the game at the moment, especially with no one being at the matches. Yeah, He's going to get more stick than ever because, you know, everyone's just sat at home tweeting immediately. It's like I've said, we've said it a lot before lots of times, but you're watching that game, Ramsdale makes that mistake, I'm stood next to you or something, I'll say, what is he doing then? You let your, your, your anger out in that five-minute sort of ramp. And then you don't go home and tweet about it. People are sat there on the phones. Ramsdale makes that mistake. What is he doing? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's or all it, over for everyone to see. So, or even worse, like actually, you know, addressing him directly. On, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. tweeting him. And I'm sure, you know, if we were at the game, people after the game, you have a pint, you calm down a bit. You don't feel the need to do that. No, and you probably shouldn't feel the need to do it, regardless. No, anyway. no, yeah, completely. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous anyway. But I do sort of at the same time understand the frustration of. You want to let your sort not not I don't mean like tweeting him or anything, but you want to let your anger out if you're watching at home on your own or anything. Yeah, you know, I might message you and say, "What's he doing there?" Do you know, as a, as a private message or something. And yeah. people just do that, but to the public as well. I think it's a really hard time to be a football, especially in a struggling team. Yes, indeed. Um, that third goal was a horror show, front to back. To be honest, pathetic that goal. We had a throw in level with their box, and what maybe six seconds later, it's in the back of our net. One of my um, man, you know, mates messaged me. He doesn't know anything about football, to be honest. He's one of those. He's from Sheffield. He's <laughs> never been to a game. Well, I don't even know I'm bringing it up. But he, uh, he uh, messaged me because, well, what a goal that was. I goes, you insane. I was like, yeah, you worked it well, but, you know, we were playing like some under-10s girls team. No offence to girls, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the qualifiers. This is after last week where you uh, said that said that Theo Walcott was like a little girl as well. So. Yeah, I'm nothing against little girls. <laughs> I had to clarify that. Just, yeah. That's good. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, this goal. Yeah, Pogba. I mean, yeah, okay. So it's it's some good uh, highlight reel, but I just felt like the entire team turned itself into like a gif during this. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. here's Pogba turning away from Ampadu with the most telegraphed pirouette I think I've ever seen. But yeah. Ampadu falls for it. Um, Jaggy Elka... I don't even really know wh- where he's playing at this point. I mean, I know we're defending a counter attack, but he seems to be—he seems to have like moved over to the left, and he's kind of in midfield. But my favorite had... bit about that Jaggy Elka bit is he fouls him, fails basically, yeah. And then the ref plays on, and his head literally goes down as if oh, I've got to carry on running. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it gets worse. I feel like somebody else got a oh, Fernandez does a little sort of back heel flick as well, doesn't he, in the build up to this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Rashford hits a a firm shot straight at uh, Ramsdale, <laughs> and uh, I don't even know the physics behind this one no. up in the back of the net. I, I, lo- I looked at him, I was like, that take a deflection, like because I said the same. I said that must have taken a deflection because realistically. Ramsdale could stay there, not move, and just boot it out. It wasn't a good shot or anything, and that's what's quite annoying as well. To be fair, that. That Rashford shot is rubbish. It goes straight to the goalkeeper. Yeah. They're the sort of shots that we're putting in and not getting anything from, really, this season. Yeah, that's true. I, I just want to try and find this guy's name that I sent you, the um, fellow that does all the... Oh, um, yeah, the... yeah the um... John Harrison. You've probably yeah. seen me tweet him a few times, but it's JHD Harrison one on Twitter, um, who I believe is a goalkeeper coach, um, or he is a... Um, goalkeeper analyst anyway yeah um but yeah some really good tweets about i mean he did the tweets about all goalkeepers through the season to be honest but he has highlighted a few technical things with ramsdale's game and yeah they you know they did kind of come out uh basically for all three goals last night you know his, his point about um uh ramsdale stood seven yards off his line for an 18 yard strike for the first goal which it cuts his reaction time so a powerful central shot beats him and yeah the third one uh, I'm just going to quote here. Gets his gets his decision wrong, uh, which is shot stopping technique. Given the ball's power and trajectory, it's never going to get down to his hands in time. If he simply sticks out his left boot, he saves the shot easily. And yeah, it's, as he also highlights, it's tough because you know the spotlight is on the goalkeeper all the time. And you know when we are facing so many shots and good chances as well, then the potential to make mistakes is there as well. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see that kind of technical. Uh, I guess stuff that we need to kind of iron out of his game. But at the same time, I, I have to say that um, I think it would be insane to play any of our other goalkeepers right now. I've seen a lot of this going about um, from decent posters and stuff, you know, play variants and stuff. I sort of get it, take him out of the firing line and all this sort of stuff. I don't, I, realistically, none of us know what variants is like. I don't think Fodringham has got great reviews from Rangers fans, so I'm not, not confident in him from what I've seen as well. I think he's got to play through it. I think he needs a clean sheet. 
Ramsdale, um, and <laughs> that might not come this season, unfortunately. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do wonder what. Uh, what do we? What do we get more of? Wins or clean sheets? What are you taking? Uh, draw none. Now, um, <laughs> I, I think probably wins. To be honest, and I don't think we're going to win many. So I, I, we don't look anything like we can keep a clean sheet. I mean, I, I didn't watch the Burnley game against Villa. And they got hammered by the sounds of it. Burnley, they got a nil-nil. Mm. And I've seen some of our fans say, "Well, that just shows, doesn't it? You know, they've got a better defence." I don't. I do think there's a lot of luck. But Villa mm. at the post twice. I listened to a little bit on radio, and they were like, "Absolutely, they had 25 shots." That's yeah. against us, and it's not down to Ramsdale. That's like four nil, isn't it? Because we're just not getting the sort of luck that other teams are getting. So we might get a couple of games later down the line when the luck turns and we're getting absolutely battered by Man City and draw nil nil or something like West Brom did. Well, one one they were, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know. We don't look like we're good enough to keep a clean sheet at the moment, though. No, we don't. Um, but I would still, uh, I would still go with Ramsdale to be honest. Yeah, from <laughs> what we saw, foddering him in pre-season was uh, mm. unsettling. And, Who would you uh, play at left centre back this week, by the way? Because obviously, old Jackie Longthrow came back, didn't I? <laughs> Let me uh, just just start up the roulette wheel, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see who it lands on this week. Um, yeah, old Jackie Longthrow. You know, it seemed like he'd been bombed out of the team. I mean, what was the official reason? It was that no, he'd, he just uh, said he'd not, not been done enough, enough in training. training. I was talking to this with mate yesterday. And I was saying. He's not been doing enough for training, I know. I'll bring him back for the best attack in the league, probably. <laughs> just, I, I just got to shake my head. I mean, he was okay. Like, I can't say it was bad no, or anything. He's one of the only centre-halls we're playing on that side who actually tries to overlap a little bit. He doesn't do it very well, but that's not his game. I'm not slagging him off for that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, you've got to remember O'Connell got to learn that role at League One level, which is a lot easier mm. when we've got all the ball. He's trying to learn something at Premier League level. He yeah. does try. I, I do like his work rate and stuff, Robinson. He's not good enough, obviously, but yeah, I, he's probably the best we've got there, isn't he? I would have thought out of the out of the what the four, whatever it is, who've who've tried. This is, well, it's five with uh, five, yeah. Shaggy Elka the um, a couple of games ago. Um, yeah, I, I think so as well. But I just I, I'm really confused. I don't. I, I struggle to believe that we would be leaving him out. Uh, for non-playing reasons, if you like, mm. like if if we think he's the best player to play in that position, then we should be playing him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's I mean? obviously happened. You don't just like lose your place on the bench when your defense is playing that bad, yeah. And then all of a sudden come in again. I, I don't know. I don't like speculating, but it's just odd, isn't it? There's a lot of odd things going on, though. To be fair, there are. Um, yeah, again, absence of Lundstrom being another mm. one, um, and I hope that he. Is starting for us on Sunday in uh, in Burgers Place, assuming he's injured. Think, I think with Lundstrom, again, I'm speculating. I'm, I feel like the Sun newspaper here, but <laughs> you know, maybe he's got a, a move sorted. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm like I say, I'm speculating. We might yeah. have to see uh, Jack Rodwell come flying in to save the season. <laughs> here he comes. That's what we like to see. Um, the I mean, look, we as a de- defensively all over the place, um, but we did carry more of a threat. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about McGoldrick in a moment, but. Um, yeah, then unfortunately we basically took about 50 minutes in the middle of the game off uh, yeah. it, from an attacking sense. We did not have a single shot in the first 30 minutes of the second half. It's not great when you're 2 and no. 3 1 down, to be honest. Man, you had 8 yeah. in that period. Um, but then we went for it. The uh, The kitchen sink was chucked. Mm. We had McGoldrick, Mousse, and Brewster on the pitch. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we went all out attack, basically. And we almost equalised, improbably. Yeah, like yeah. I said to you afterwards, like I feel like how stupid the game was. That goal should have gone in. <laughs> like it yeah, deserved, yeah, it deserved yeah, yeah. to be three three. Um, but yeah, eventually, I think it's uh, Brewster wins a header, doesn't he? And uh, Musay yeah. on the volley uh, forces a good save from Henderson. Uh, pretty much the only good thing either goalkeeper did all night, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Although um, you see, um, I didn't see this one. I messaged with this when you know the corner that Fleck took and it nearly well, sort of nearly went in, and Anderson tipped it over. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Anderson uh, turned around to Fleck and and shouted, "You, you're, uh, you have to do better than that to catch me out, John." <laughs> and then didn't we score from the next one? Or something? And then we scored from the next one. So yeah, jokes <laughs> on you, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that actually, but um, as in uh, we haven't talked about it yet, so we'll talk about it now. But yeah, the uh, the second goal for United, two goals in a game. What's happening? Can you believe it? It's the first... From the, the most prolific striker in Premier League history as well. That's the one. Um, yeah, the first time we've scored more than one goal in a game since uh, since our last win, which was Chelsea at home in June or July, I can't remember. It was yeah, that long ago. Exactly, yeah. I've lost track of how many games it is. Anyway, Eight, 17. Four years. <laughs> four years. <laughs> um, 
Corner comes in from Fleck. Uh, I think the defender heads it onto McGoldrick and it sort of just loops gently into the net and everyone looks quite silly and embarrassed about the whole situation. Quite really see why Man United aren't going to win the league this year, can't you, to be fair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they keep dragging themselves into uh, stupid games like this one, then uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was... I mean, I didn't see that coming, did you? No, no, all that. And I actually jumped up for that one as well. I celebrated that. I was like, come on! Because it was like, yeah, we've got 15 minutes of sort of something being quite exciting for a change. Because it just looked like it was just going to drift to maybe a four or five, didn't it, at that point, to be fair? Yeah. When, when did that goal go? It was like eight, uh, eight, we're about the 70th? No, I think it was later. Was we're that, later than that. 87th. <laughs> oh, were we that late? Wow. You were behind. <laughs> oh, God. I completely lost track of time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had like five or six minutes, didn't we, of uh, pushing for it. And, um, yeah, as I said, Musa had that one chance. Um, yet again, a game where we finish with three strikers on the pitch and it looks kind of good and I'm not sure how much to read into it. I know, I know. I saw Jay on Blades on Lake tweet um, that... You know, you that, that's got to be the way forward. McGoldrick yeah. behind two strikers. Why not? Do you know what I mean? We're gonna look. We're gonna. We're going, we are going down. We all know that. I think Wilder even knows that. Realistic, like, mm. let's just try that. That were exciting. That yeah, we'll probably get battered at the back. We're getting battered at the back anyway. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with uh, with what Jay was saying there. I mean, yeah, I think he, I think he said if if we don't go with that now, I don't understand what the thought process is, and no, I'm, I'm yeah, right I'm there with him. Agree. Yeah, because. Yeah. As you said, you know, what have we got to lose? You know, these games were getting pulled apart anyway. If our defence is going to be a weakness, then we have to make attack our strength, or at least slightly more of a strength. Um, and also, I want to see players. I want to see McGoldrick and Brewster and Muse and Burke and stuff. Like, you know, these players, like, actually seem to have a little bit about them, you know, and do something exciting when they get the ball yeah. occasionally. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that the next game. Um, I think probably what McGoldrick... I, I'd be really surprised if Musa's fit to start yet. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. I will be surprised. But you know, McGoldrick behind um, Brewster and uh, Brewster and Burke, I'm on board with that. Sounds yeah, right yeah, to me. yeah, completely. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think McGoldrick. Uh, yeah, Brewster and Burke. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, because Burke gets knackered. It seems after what, 70 minutes or whatever, he gets taken off. He was fuming when he gets taken off, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he, he gets taken off. And then you bring Moose on, who's pretty much the same. Well, not the same player, but, you know, the same sort of pace. So, yeah, mm. it makes sense. Yeah, Moose and Brewster would be wonderful. Um, if only because we'd call them uh, Bruce or Mooster. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, this, uh, I mean, I hope he is fit soon to start starting games again, old Moose. Um yeah, I think he is a, a very dangerous player. Um, but talking of dangerous players, Mr. McGoldrick, his fourth and fifth goals in all competitions this season. I thought it was superb all round. I thought his first half performance were incredible. It's so nice to see one of our forwards get on the ball and like be facing the opposition goal and not just have like a massive defender draped all over them. Yeah. It, was, it was so refreshing, and I know he's. You know, I know we, we've only we only had two up front in the first half, obviously, and I know he's drifting out to the left wing, and that leaves just you know um, just Burke and Basham at that point in the middle yeah. for those crosses that were coming in. But that's better than what we've been doing in these other games. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was excellent. You know, he's in the right place at the right time to uh, stick his shot away. He gets a bit lucky with his um, his second goal, obviously. But that's you know these are the kinds of things that we sort of joked about last season, where you know we just need one to bounce in off his head or something like that, and. You know, he keeps getting himself in the right position. It was always going to turn around. You know, this is this is regression to mean in action. It was just a freakish run of um, poor yeah. finishing last season, and uh, yeah, he's getting yeah, the rewards yeah. this season. I mean, he's, I some... he's, he's absolutely brilliant. He's a club legend. I saw his interview after. Absolutely gutted and stuff. I, I, he's one of my favourite ever players. I think. <clears throat> I don't know how he's not been playing this level all his life, to be honest, because I think he's definitely... I know he's not been brilliant this season, but none of them have, and he has the odd game where it doesn't come off for him and stuff, but I just think he's so classy, isn't he? Yeah, he's just, he is wonderful. I, I love watching him. I'm really glad he's, uh, you know, he is actually confident in front of goal now, and it's, it's, yeah. it is flying I mean, into the mean, he did that net. little thing on, in the first half where he, he tackled, so you think he'd lost it, and he tackled it, and you think, God, then he does this ridiculously bad left-footed shot that's miles away. But <laughs> at the same time, I did say, at least he's got that confidence, because there's other strikers. There's no, none of them are taking that shot on. No, and, and the team don't create much anyway, so... We need to uh, chance our arm a little bit more this season, I think, than we do normally. 
Um, yeah, he, I thought he was really, really good. And um, again, yeah. kind, kind of mystified why he hasn't been playing more, to be honest. Well, I've had to ask you that. Was it West Ham the last time he started? I know he had a poor game again. I think it was West Ham and he had a poor game against them. And then we've not seen him at all. He's not come out. I came out against Southampton, to be fair. And he's like, didn't get in it above Billy Sharp last week. I don't know. But like I say, I think it's almost... And I understand it with Wilder. We're losing every week. <clears throat> so it's almost like he's just throwing things in the air, whatever lands we'll go at this week. Yeah, he's played 600 minutes, which is... Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at some other other players that have scored four Premier League goals this season. Che Adams has played <laughs> almost 1,200, so like twice as many. Uh, Ward Prowse the same almost 1200 uh, mm-hmm. Timo Werner's played 500 minutes more than him got the same amount of goals and I think I know yeah, they're not penalties either he's um, really cheap in fantasy football I keep looking at him thinking can I? no <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's time. my fantasy football interest has uh, severely declined in the last couple of months yeah it might have been absolutely appalling to be fair but Patrick Bamford's <laughs> keeping me going but <laughs> oh dear um yeah, so we had that Moose chance to equalise, but uh, that was obviously the only thing that we did actually force. But yeah, I'd love to see a front three against um, Brighton on Sunday. You know, it it looks exciting at the end of these games. As you as you say, we're getting pulled apart regardless with our uh, you know three five two kind of formation. Players are dropping like flies anyway. If we assume mm-hmm. Burgers out, um, it's. It is a bit of a black mark that our squad looks really thin despite yeah. spending, uh, you know, a hundred million or whatever over the last couple of I, seasons. I think I think you have to admit, and and we are being hindsight as well in a, in a way that the recruitment has been poor on it really this season in terms of what we needed, and and I think we've probably possibly shown understandably loyalty towards the players who did so well last year. I completely understand that, likes of Fleck and Norwood, Stevens, but they've all been you know nowhere near last season and we've got now we've got no one really to come in to sort of push him and it yeah it's a bit of a mess isn't it yeah I think it's the way we're using them as well I mean I actually I have no idea what we should do up front I mean I've you know I've given no, you what I'd like no, to no, see no. but you do that and you're leaving out McBurney was great against Leicester yeah. um, the thing Mo- that's the weird thing with sorry with the strikers and stuff is that we, we, we don't look bad up front every one of them can offer something yeah just that uh, and and we've got like this was the this place where we were like sort of struggling. We said before the game, I think it's only fair to bring up there <clears throat> what Brewster why. <laughs> yeah, just I don't I, I I don't know why. I just don't know what we're doing with him. Like he's clearly yeah. talented. I mean, if I think if we've signed him as you know, this is a guy who we expect to contribute more next season, regardless of what league we're in. Yeah, I'd be all right with that if it was if that was like. You know, publicly out there, but did you spend that much money on him though? On you know, other areas of the team, we all want we all wanted a goal scorer. So I'm being again, I'm being Mr. Hindsight here. Moose were out and we were struggling up front, but he's not playing. And you're thinking that's 23 million. That that's that could that's two players. Uh, just how many how many minutes has he played? Let's have a quick look. Uh, well, I think he's only started three games and he's not completed any game. The three hardest games of the season. Really. Yeah, played, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's played three hundred and forty-three minutes, so less than four full games. And what he's he's had, yeah, nine appearances. So he's been here for a good chunk of the season now. Mm. We're just not using him. Is what well, I'm just confused with what we're trying to do up front, to be honest. And yeah, I, I just it, is it strange because you. <sighs> I don't know. I'm like we all wanted the strike, and Brewster came in. We were after him for ages and ages and ages and ages, and now we've got him, and he's he's played three games against three teams that we barely created a a single thing. We've actually been tweeted as we we're doing this actually to Ron Justice, great name, <laughs> has uh, tweeted in saying um, any thoughts or analysis on Brewster? Got to say, almost every time he touches the ball, something special happens. Um, not goal sure, but he's had limited minutes. The little flicks, vision, passing range, all shaping up to be very exciting, which I agree with. I think there's little things. He's not. He's not. So I'm not completely sold him or anything like that. But there's little things that he does that I really, really like, and I think you know, persevere with him. Yeah, I uh, I want to see more of him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and one other thing on Didzy actually that uh, I forgot to mention because a few people tweeted me this actually just. Uh, uh, basically saying, has he made a deal with the devil that means he'll score goals this season, but United will never win or draw? He's game. not that sort of man. Come on, how <laughs> dare well, we, say that? <laughs> we joked last season that he'd done a deal with the devil where uh, he would be like the greatest forward in the Premier League, but never actually score a goal. And maybe this yeah, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
maybe he went and like he, he took the receipt back to the devil and uh this was the refund he got it was like all right here's all your goals but uh it's the, the same deal that steve bruce has done where steve bruce has you know we're gonna play rubbish every game but stay up every season but i will <laughs> i will never lose weight <laughs> i don't think or anything sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think exactly. maybe maybe what it is in fact is that uh maybe every single day bruce goes home he has to watch that sunderland game <laughs> he gets taken off. Yeah. That, maybe that's the deal he's done. Michael Bridges is there waiting for him with <laughs> yeah. like a, a special screening. It's like a clockwork orange just yeah. straps him into the chair. You've got to watch this. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this game or uh, should we wrap it up there knowing we're, we're coming back with uh, another one on Sunday, uh, on Monday rather? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think another defeat, but you know, much more positive. I think I enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it as a game, to be honest. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun game, which I can't yeah. say about most of our other games this season. It was a fun game. We did some things I enjoyed. Uh, the bar it's is amazing so low. Those, sorry, those three players up front, and although we didn't create loads of chances, you just think something could happen here. You're like, you're it's, even though we're getting hammered at the other end, it's just you forget what it's like almost to sort of have a bit of excitement. Yeah, yeah. Well, just because I mean, I've been banging this drum all season. Like, we we just haven't had any. There's been no. it's been a season with very, very little joy. Uh, you know, from minute zero to minute ninety. Um, mm. So yeah, that was nice to see. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, you know, United and single goal defeats. Name a more iconic duo. But um, <laughs> uh, oh, but I, I was saying for ages that uh, we'd lost like. I think all but one of our games by a single goal. It's obviously two. I forgot about it. Well, it's more than that now, but it was two at the time because I completely forgot we lost by two to Wolves on the first yes. game of the season. So yeah. apologies for anyone who's been shouting at their uh, phones for my uh, incorrect <laughs> facts on that one. But yeah, this is a, a single goal defeat that um, I think Man United will probably look at and think there's no way it should have been that close. But yeah, we almost improbably nicked a point. One day we're going to draw a game again, you know, like... Yeah, we're actually going to like drag ourselves to a point that we didn't deserve again. It's it is weird that um, and I'm, I'm going to end the uh, the pod on a uh, on a bum note here, but mm. the Derby record thing is more in play than it should be, simply because we never draw. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Derby won one game that season and drew eight. That's how they got their eleven points. Yeah, we've drawn one out of. 13, is it? 14? I've lost count. Like, yeah, yeah. I think to get over 20 points, we need seven wins in 25 matches, I think we've got left now. I Probably think more, like maybe points. five with five withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm going on the notion that we never draw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think that's, it sounds awful, and I don't mean this to sound negative. I think that's an aim. I think getting over 20 points, it, you go down, it's still a bit embarrassing, but it's only Norwich style embarrassing. You know what I mean? And you're ending in a decent way. I think if we can get five or six wins towards the end of the season, the next 25 games, when we're playing like that, I'll have so much... I, I thought this team were pretty much finished, to be honest, before this mm. game. After watching the Southampton match, I thought, I'm really worried about next season because we just don't look anything like at all what we did. That's given me a bit more confidence, just in the sense that, we, yeah, we did, we know what's happening at the back, but we also know that, you know, unless something goes horribly wrong, Jagielka and Robinson aren't going to be there next season. Uh, you know, Ramsdale got a bit more confidence. O'Connell might be back. Basham will be back in there. We'll probably buy someone as well. So I'm not too worried about that. The defence is gone this season. It's finished. But in terms of having the ball and creating chances and, and pressing and intensity, it was much more like it, I thought. It was a good response from uh, a real low point against Southampton. So, and yeah. it is all about next season. And if we can continue with those sort of displays, we, we are going down. But I'm happy to do it. If we go down like that, and we pick up five or six wins along the way, you know, it, we've salvaged a very little amount out of a, an awful season. Yeah, that would, that would be something indeed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also a shout-out to her, um, Ali McCoyst and John Champion, who I absolutely love. Mm, they are the elite commentary duo. Why are they, I mean, why are they stuck away on Amazon? I like Amazon's coverage, to be fair. I think it's decent. But, um, yeah, get them on Sky and, you know, or BT instead of McManaman. It is really odd because I, I only, like, uh, stumbled upon the joy of that commentary pairing um, during the last World Cup, I Same think. Same here. And, Same here. And they were and always the doing... Just, like, loves being out. Oh, I went on the street yesterday and, uh, you know, I had a great time, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like seems like no one's ever been as overjoyed to be at a Coventry box. <laughs> yeah, but they they always they were always stuck on like I don't know Algeria versus Chile or something like that. Yeah, they yeah, they were like, always on EV four, weren't they, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, they didn't get any like marquee games, but they're clearly like the best pair. They're like knowledgeable. They, as you say, they seem to enjoy the fact that they're there, which is nice. And they get on yeah. with each other as well. I think they definitely know each other outside off the pitch. If you know what mm. I mean. Because sometimes it, if there's a lull in play, and then the and it's boring. Every commentator does it. Lull in play, and they'll start talking about well, and this team has won one in ten. You know, boring. This. They start talking about what they've been up to. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. I, I mean, a big part of not watching Premier League football as much this season is just like the commentators really do my head in now. I mean, it's just being exposed to them every like almost almost every evening or every afternoon. There's it's like here we go. It's the same group of idiot commentators again. So yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. I uh, I don't know how many of our games are on Amazon for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. but hopefully we get a bit more uh, champion and McCoist in our future because yeah, it made it much more palatable to watch than uh, yeah, McManaman or something and, like uh, that. Yeah, and I think McCoist McCoist called us United at one point. Mm-hmm. Called and us then, United. Rumble yeah, League that was one. good. Well, he did it the other way around as well and then like corrected himself a few seconds later or, or clarified it, so that was quite nice to Excellent. see. Excellent. What a guy. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I, like, I like them both, to be fair. Let's get rid of these old-fashioned commentators and, you know... I mean, Martinez, after the game, I didn't see this myself, but someone told me Martinez says he thinks we'll actually stay up on the lowest number of points ever. Wow. That's a... Matt Lowen said that he can't believe watching that, that, you know, every time he's seen us this season, we've got such a low point, Sally, as well. But Yeah, everyone keeps saying this. Uh, <laughs> Henderson said it before the game as well, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sort of see where they're coming from, especially if you've not watched every single game. You know, we, we have been in games, haven't we? We've just uh, mm. messed it up, and then it's... I don't know, it felt like it was really slide in the last few, three or four games. Like, That's in terms what, of... this is what impressed me with this coming mm-hmm. back. I mean, I think Brighton will be... A, people are going to say, take that into Brighton, and we win. Brighton are a decent side, but they're a bit... They're a bit like us in the sense that they seem to play well in games and not get anything or, you know, get poor results or whatever. Yeah. Brighton are a very decent side, so uh, don't get overexcited out of that one. Um, every time I've watched them this season, they seem to have, like, caused problems for basically every team they've played. I remember that. It's going back a long way now. It might have been, like, the second game or something like that, but did you, did you watch them against Man United? Uh, remind me what so I think they I think Man United either won or draw with like a penalty that was given after yes, full time yeah yeah I did Brighton I did. annihilated yeah. them I think they hit the woodwork five times yeah. and they just destroyed them and yeah. somehow didn't win the game um, and there's been a few like that this season so yeah they they have a good attack a good way of playing um, so that's probably not going to bode well for our defence but yeah let's <laughs> Let's go for it, man. I mean, what we're going to lose? There's nothing. Let's let's attack. Let's try and yeah, as I said, make attack our strength and give us some excitement in the process. If we're going to lose these games anyway, let's at least go down with a bit of a fight, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just go for it. If it's exciting and we lose, yeah, yeah, I'll give it, man. I can take it. It gives us something to talk about. I thought yeah. this was going to be a 15 minute podcast, and we've talked for almost 50 minutes instead. That's, wow. That's how much. Uh, yeah, the last night's performance gave us a little bit to talk about, even if. Um, not all of it was good, and some of it was, in fact, historically bad. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll leave that one there because I, you know, I do like Jackie Elka. Um, just yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's try and maybe keep him away from the pitch against Manchester United <laughs> or teams of one his of caliber. One of the actually halfway through, he said, "Look, Jackie Elka, fine. Be at the coaching staff. Let's not have him running after Mar- uh, Martial, Greenwood, and Rashford ever again." <laughs> It's, it's the third time he's played against Man United, and this is not all down to him, but we've let nine goals in. Well, you mentioned this to me last night. It's so weird that he keeps playing against Manchester United. He's yeah. played all three. He's played all three games, hasn't he? Since we got and he's promoted. only played about five games for us since he's come I back. I know. It's, maybe it's in his contract. He has to play against Manchester United. And, yeah, um, Berger was just faking it's a, it. It's a bad contract from our point of view. If that is the case. <laughs> yeah. All time worst contract that one. I think. Um, all right, mate. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, as I said, ended up talking a bit longer than I expected about this one. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on on Monday. Hopefully, uh, well, take a boring win, but hopefully a game with as much to uh, discuss as this one had. And uh, yeah. we're going yeah. we're going to give out some uh, fictional. Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, to, about uh, that. Is that for Sunday? Yeah, we'll do that after the uh, after the Brighton game. Yeah, yeah so, fair uh, enough. Yeah, we're gonna put a bit of thought into that one and uh, come up with the perfect gift for uh, various members of our mm. squad 
and stuff. So I'm I'm looking looking forward well, to I that think one. Walter Jagger Elka straight off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll look forward to hearing that one. Uh, plug your stuff, and we'll finish up. Yeah, it's uh, I've got the view from done uh, from Man U uh, at Panchero on Twitter or Roy'sViewFrom.com. Uh, also, shout out to Les Dennis as well. Um, yeah, Les Dennis, he, he almost came through for us there, didn't he? Do you want yeah, to, yeah, in 10 seconds, just explain what on earth you're talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd uh, been reading his autobiography and it, a lot of parallels with United. Um, so I channeled, the, uh, channeled his, uh, what's the word? It, the, the the spirit resilience it, it, yeah yeah whatever and I, and basically when I was watching the Man United game I had his book on the side to see if he gave us and I thought he helped us out to be completely honest yeah well he, but, he you was... know he, he's not it's we're not going to bounce back that quick but we're slowly getting there so I'll be holding Les Dennis's book uh, for the Brighton match uh, to see if that this is how bad it's getting I've gone from wearing a Columbia shirt to holding a book by Les Dennis <laughs> this is how bad we but yeah was the that, things I'm that... Was that a deliberate Holden pun there, or is it just accidental? Oh, no, no, what? yeah, I never thought of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see. So you bounce yeah. back from that, so surely we can bounce back from a 3-2 defeat of Man United. <laughs> Great stuff, let's finish there, mate. Thanks very much for uh, for coming on this morning to talk about this one, and uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you uh, soon, I imagine. Yeah, cheers, bud, thank you. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you, as always, to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of BladesPod, and that is, of course, Glistening Kicks. Now, do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris. They'll give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also t- touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you. <laughs>